Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance Podcast. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And we're having some technical issues, hence Becky laughing into the intro. So, <laughs> um, I was told to not say hey, so hi in the register. So, and so she went, she went real low. <laughs> but you don't get that pleasure. No, you don't. Okay. So I do have to say something. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but recently going into the interview, we have had some awkward, funny catchphrases going into the interview. It's just really fucking funny. Um, So what happened was, is that one Sunday I did it and it sounded really awkward. And uh, the production guy said, Hey, um, you shouldn't do it like that. You know, don't make it so awkward. And I was like, okay. So I, no, I it think to- it, I think it was, you didn't do it at all. The one well, time. so the next Sunday we recorded that Sunday we recorded, I didn't do one because I thought he did not want us to do one. But then, but then, then he, he yelled, yelled at, me at you because mm-hmm. I didn't do one. So then I told him that going forward, I was going to make them as awkward and as ridiculous as possible. And so if you've tuned in to the last few episodes, you have gotten many different, many different onto the interviewer. Onto the interview. Time for the interview, whatever you say. Um, So you can look forward to more of those coming in your future when we have author interviews. But we don't have an interview tonight. We have a trope talk tonight and it's an exciting trope talk because these are some of my favorites. It is an exciting trope talk, but I we do have to kind of talk, and we'll get to it. So on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking about grumpy sunshine versus opposites attract, and is being an asshole the same as being a grump? So we are going to talk about the alpha hole. Um, we're, so what happened was, is, and one of the things we want to talk about is the mislabeling of the grumpy sunshine trope, and then some of the alternative tropes or labels that could be used instead. Uh, we'll also provide you with some book recs that we consider to be the best examples of both of all of the opposites attracts, the alpha hole and the grumpy sunshine. So what we're noticing in marketing right now with books, it feels like instead of saying this is an opposites attract romance or this is an alpha hole damaged hero kind of. Or this guy's just a big asshole. We've, we're finding authors just kind of, and marketing, PR people, just slapping grumpy sunshine on the book. Yeah. But then we read the books anticipating a grumpy sunshine, which is one of my favorite tropes, like out of all the tropes. And the hero's just an asshole. Or the heroine is just not grumpy at all. Yeah. I mean, heroines can be assholes too. Well, and even like the grumpy sunshine, like... Like, yes, you can have a grumpy hero, but the heroine is not necessarily a sunshine. She's kind of grumpy too. Or like the heroine is a grump, but the hero is kind of an asshole. But people are still like labeling a grumpy sunshine and it's not. And it's really frustrating as, as readers and consumers of media, when you like something and it's labeled, you know, a certain thing. I have certain expectations that come with that label. Mm-hmm. And instead what happens is when, when it's mislabeled grumpy sunshine and it is seriously not a grumpy sunshine romance, we then as the reader 
are left disappointed. So then it might have been a great book, but you got my hopes up that it was going to be one thing and it a thousand times was not that thing. Well, and that's the thing, like, I, when you, I don't think that authors should fully trope their books. I feel like that should be something that the reader does. Like, I understand the marketing PR aspect to the trope, but I think a reader who's going into it from a totally different viewpoint should be the ones that be like, this is a grumpy sunshine. This is an alcohol. This is a good friend to lovers. This is an enemy to lovers. This is a close proximity. I don't think that authors should be labeling their books so much. Well, and I'm also over the overly long book titles where they're throwing what they consider the main tropes into, into the, the title, books. Yeah. So yeah. this is a spicy, uh, single dad- Friends. Friends to lovers. Friends to lovers romance. I mm -hmm. don't need title and seven tropes. And I understand. Give it, me a book doing title. It, they're doing it for marketing purposes and searching purposes on Amazon and the other retailers. I really, I do understand that. But on the other side of it, you're putting a label on it that you aren't delivering. Yeah. Like you're doing yourself a disservice by labeling your book, something that it's not because then people get like, I personally, if I read a grumpy sunshine and it's not a grumpy sunshine, then I get grumpy. And then I don't always give the author another try. Like no, if I'll it's an away. author that like, if it, unless it is an author that I absolutely love and I will read their books, no matter what, I might not read that author again. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into all of these tropes, uh, make sure you stick around because after we're done talking about the tropes and give you book cricks, we have an exclusive clip from Blind Date with a Book Boyfriend by Lucy Eden from Lyric Audiobooks. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, so she I was... Know, I know nothing about this book. Like, I just know, like, the bare minimums. I've, the cover is adorable. Like, it is, but this is, like, truly, like, blind for us. Um, okay, so let's get started with the basics and expectations of these three tropes. Okay. First up, opposites attract, which always makes me think of the um, uh, Paula Abdul song. Opposites attract in you. Yeah, with the dancing cat. Matter of fact. Yeah. You know what? I saw a TikTok of Paula Abdul recently, and her and her daughter did the opposites attract dance. And let me tell you, she's still got moves. She does. She's like 50 something. You know, she was married to Emilio Estevez. Was she? She was. I it didn't know I, I was going to say, I thought he's been married to Gloria forever. No. no <laughs> he's not married to Gloria. Oh, no. Emilio Estevez. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking of the different one. I did know that one. Holy goodness. Yeah, okay. back in his Mighty Ducks days, I think that they were married. I think so too. Yes. Um, I have. Okay. I'm in the wrong, wrong, the wrong realm of music right there. Okay. Opposites attract the trope. So for me, this is an all but guarantee that the characters differences will cause more friction than harmony between them. Think of the odd couple or the unlikely couple bickering and mushiness in one package. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to see personalities driving these stories. 
You should have two very different kinds of people, introverted versus the extrovert, and the world will treat and look at them differently. So this is where like the nerd and the jock come in. What are some other things that you expect? The party animal and the shy girl. Yeah. Or boy. And you can even see, you know, opposites attract can fall into the dominant submissive side of the kinky romances also. Mm -hmm. That's true. Like the daddy and the little girl. Yeah. Um, and so what else? So what do you like about opposites attract? I like that they're not always, they're kind of like the unexpected romance. Like you don't always picture these two types of people together. It is the, I mean, it happens in reality. Like you see those people opposites attract is actually like a true like thing in a lot of relationships. But I like the fact that there's a, a realistic vibe to these types of romances. And I like the fact too, that sometimes the, the angst isn't necessarily like the couple's issues, but it's like the people surrounding them. Cause in, I've read some really good opposites attract romances where there's no third act breakup, but there's a lot of outside sources that are an issue. Yeah. The other thing with opposites attract is a lot of times you can see fish out of water within the Mm -hmm. opposites attract where the opposite isn't so much the individual, but maybe the community or the environment in which the story is taking place. So like a small town girl romance, small town girl goes to big city um, or big city girl goes to small town guy. Uh, So those can play. And we are not probably get, we might touch on a few books that would be considered fish out of water, but we'll save that for another trope talk because those are very common in Mm rom-coms. Yes. Um, I think the challenge in creating a day and night dynamic like opposites attract is keeping the attract and the repel cases relatively balanced. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is they cannot be so far apart that they never come together, but you can't have them so close to the opposite, you know, like it can't just be just slightly opposite that they're might as well be the same person. I feel like the the far apart, like it works if they come together in a natural way. Like there are certain circumstances where they can be like two very far ends of the spectrum, but there is some defining factor that really brings them together and has that first like meet cute or encounter that it works well, but it's, it's hard for an author to make that realistic in a story. Um, so I, I need to say this because I was talking to somebody earlier last week and um, they're like, oh, you mean like enemies to lovers? No. Opposites mm-hmm. attracts is not the same as enemies to lovers. Those are two very, very different, different things. things. Um, these are two yeah, people. Because I don't think any of my opposites attracts. No, one might be an enemies, enemies to, to lovers. lovers. Um, and then class difference. This can sometimes be labeled as opposites attract for the purpose of this episode. We might hit on a few, but we won't be talking too much about class difference. Even we might might hit on a few wrong side of the tracks, but those two are a little different in dynamic. I think um, none of mine are, but the wrong side of the tracks, I feel like that's a whole different gamut. I It is, but it can be kind of opposites. Uh-huh. You know, if, if, he comes it's from a life of privilege adjacent well if she comes from a life of privilege 
and he's the bad boy or she's a stripper and he's the billionaire. That's kind of opposites, but that plays into class difference and also mm-hmm. uh, wrong side of the tracks. So we are not going <laughs> to hit on that too much. No. Book Rex this time. Future episodes, we'll put it on the list. Um, of course we will. Uh, yeah, because that list never ends. Okay, the alpha hole. What do we know the about alpha an alpha hole? hole? I love an alpha hole, but it, an alpha hole is a prick. <laughs> And he doesn't care what others think about him. And Alpha knows what he wants and goes after it, but he often knows the limits. Alpha hole, alpha holes typically do not have limits. So I want to caveat this a little bit because we asked in our Discord, like, what do you like about Alpha Hole? What do you not like? Mm-hmm. And a few people were labeling Alpha Holes for basically just assholes or characters they don't like. If a character was too dominant or too strong, too over the top, and they just didn't like them, they automatically called them an alpha hole. There has to be something redeemable in an alpha hole. Yeah. There has to be. In the alpha hole, like, he might be a dick to everybody around him, but he is soft with his heroine. Maybe not from the get-go and not all the time, and he will do dickish things eventually, but he has like a softness with the heroine that he doesn't have really with, or he has with very few people. And when I went looking for characteristics of an alpha hole, he's going to have trust issues, but he's not going to be overly controlling, Mm-mm. which I think is something too, that, you know, some people are like, yeah, he's an alpha hole. Cause he's controlling. I think that plays more into the dominant, alpha hero than the alpha hole but i feel like the difference there though is the dominant alpha hero there's not like there's a trust that goes into that whole relationship from the get-go that you don't always have with the alpha hole so i think that's the deciding factor there there's the like the dominant sub like trust that you have to have in the alpha hole doesn't it sometimes takes a long time for the trust to be there. Yeah. Okay. So some characteristics that I think play into alpha hole, there's going to be a harshness about them. Mm-hmm. Broody. <clears throat> Very take charge. Perfectionist. There's going to be an undercurrent of anger. Mm-hmm. Authority. They are going to be dominant, cocky, smug, brusque, protective, overprotective, Someone said unfeeling and just kind of an ass. I don't think they're going to be unfeeling. I think they're going to feel no. too big. I like when my alpha holes and typically when I label a hero as an alpha hole, they have big feelings, especially for their heroine or yeah, for their hero if it's male male. But like they they have big feelings that they don't show to a lot of people. So they come across as unfeeling, but they definitely are not an unfeeling person. No, they have like this coldness to them almost. Alpha holes will see in some kind of role of leadership. They will be defensive and they will have some trust issues, but there's usually Mm -hmm. typically a reason for the trust issues. It's not just a blanket. I don't trust human beings, which we have, we have seen in heroes. Particularly the damaged hero, but, um, <coughs> but, and you can have female alpha holes. Yes. Yes, you can. Oh, I mean, it's a very real invalid 
possibility. Okay. So here's the big one. So if you're an author and you are listening, please listen. <laughs> Grumpy Sunshine. These are going to be two people with opposite personalities. They meet. One is positive and upbeat type person. Pure sunshine. They are the glass is half full and it is going to be overflowing in minutes. The other is going to be a grumpy, pessimist person. They think the glass is half empty and there is a hole and a crack and it will never stop leaking. Um, they have to learn to love each other where they're at. Mm -hmm. Nobody is trying to change them. So, for the person to be labeled a grump, I am very adamant about this. And I should state, these opinions are solely ours of Buzzing About Romance, Becky and Leah. These are not anybody else's. Like, we do not speak for everyone. But there has to be a reason behind why he is grumpy. Trauma, mm -hmm. life experience, uh something there has to be a reason he is grumpy yeah because i mean you can't just be grumpy. grumpy yeah he or she because there are grumpy heroines um but that's the thing like the grumpiness has to come from an event uh but a fairly large event it just can't be that <clears throat> you know life circumstances he had too much responsibility in his life that's an alpha oh, hole <laughs> Mm -hmm. But I also think that it's not necessarily an event, but maybe like a lifestyle issue or um, just their life. But there's going to be an event. So let's take it. <clears throat> yeah. You've got a female heroine who is a grump. Mm -hmm. And let's say her mom was the town alcoholic and the town floozy and people constantly gossiped about her. Um, yeah. She has to come home. Because she now is in charge of taking care of her younger sister because her mom's life has fallen apart. She comes back into that situation. She's grumpy. Mm -hmm. With legit reasons for being grumpy. By the way, yeah. that's a Kaylee Ryan book. If anybody wants the title of that, <laughs> just message me. Um, but I'm you just... You can just say it. Um, it is still the one. It is a second chance childhood friends to lovers romance that was very okay. good. Um, anyway, but like that, that was an event. That was a lifestyle that was traumatic. Do you know I mean? Yeah. That helped make that dynamic. When I, when I meant by that, it's not, it's not always one singular event no. that happens. Sometimes it's a culmination of multiple things that like create this distress in their lives like i wasn't i wasn't meaning that there isn't reasoning behind it it was just sometimes it's not a singular occurrence of something that happens it can be like a repeating issue yeah that creates the grump um okay we also need to see the grump show the sunshine small kindnesses so even if the grump is still in the heavily grumpy stage, antisocial, not interested in people, there still has to be a small smile. 
something small, a Mm -hmm. flower left, a painting left, something that is solely for the sunshine. So that we as the reader get peaks that under this hard, tough, grumpy shell is a very lovable, caring person. Yeah. Um, The grump is going to be tumultuous, closed off from others, disconnected from people who care about them. And find finding joy can be difficult for them Mm -hmm. because they're so bogged down in the feelings of sadness and loneliness and within their own grouchy stages that to find true joy and happiness and being in the moment is incredibly challenging. And we need to see that challenge. So we need to see the small glimpses of kindness, but we also need to see their challenges where they're trying to move themselves out of the grumpiness. Mm -hmm. So we recently read a book that was titled Grumpy Sunshine and the author never showed us those small cracks in the grump. And so the character just ended up being an asshole. Yeah. A giant one. And it was really just disappointing because, you know, it was lauded to be this huge, crappy sunshine, super sexy, spicy romance. And we and were left m- disappointed. It missed the mark because we didn't get to see mm-hmm. the kindness or we didn't get to see, you know, well, him trying to find the joy. We saw some kindness, but it, it almost felt forced. And I don't feel like we did. So I thought there were a couple, a couple lingering moments of it, but I felt they were forced and it, we, I didn't feel the kindness. How about um, that? Being the grump is more of a shield or mask, a hard shell to hide some kind of trauma, not a full out personality trait. Mm-hmm. If all you can be is angry and mean and nasty, then you're more an alpha hole or an, or asshole. an asshole. You are not a grump. The grump cannot, it cannot be their whole personality. Mm. Um, we expect to see these feature a, bro- a moody, broody main character and an upbeat main character who make the world a little brighter. So the sunshine is not just going to be sunshine for the other main character. They're going to be sunshine for everyone around them. They're going to start the family group text. That's not to say that they have to have like sunshine and rainbows, like shooting out, like in all directions, but they have the positivity to them that like other people feed off of. Cause it just, the sunshine is a little more lax for me. I don't need this incessantly upbeat person. I want that like steady, like positive being. They have to be fairly joyful though. Yeah. Um, Okay, so either main character can be in the role of Grump or Sunshine. Mm -hmm. I have a small caveat about using the word reverse that I feel like we need to address. Can I I just say I hate when they use the word reverse? I absolutely. When they are addressing things because it, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't. Whether it is the male Grump or female Grump. And I think if we put the label reverse on it, especially as we're moving away from the term reverse harem and going into the why choose movement, Mm -hmm. 
I feel like let's just get rid of the word reverse. Yeah. Um, it started when people used the term reverse harem to distinguish that it was one female with multiple males. That being said, people started using the term reverse in front of grumpy sunshine or age gap to indicate the female lead is the grumpy or older one. This is not needed. It is no. sexist. Yep. One women do not have to always be sunshine. They can be grumpy. I think in society, it's okay for males to have deals while women should just have a smile on. Oh, in society, I think males can have, you know, be grumpy, be assholes, while the women should just put a smile on and be okay. I think it's okay to say grumpy sunshine. She's the grump or age gap. She's older. So let's drop the reverse and move on. Yep. And we will not be using the term reverse. If we catch ourselves doing it, we will apologize and move forward. But honestly, we're done. It's sexist. Stop it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. So how does an author sell a grump as a grump and not an asshole? Well, it goes in the, in the whole, like, he shows that softness. He shows that, like, the, his or her other part like create this m almost magical like happening for them and I mean by the end of the the book they're still grumpy but there's a there's more of a softness to them with a lot of people like an asshole he's still just an asshole like there's really not a lot of like positive things about him by the end of the book but the grump like there's a lot of positive attributes to him he might just be a negative person or he might push people away because of trauma or damage but at the end of the day like he's still a good person he just wants to be left alone or wants he just wants to he or she want to like live in their bubble of like pessimism okay so I will say there seems to be a fine line between asshole, alpha hole, asshole, and grump. So we will do our best to provide you with book recs. And if you feel we are wrong, that is okay too. Tell us. Is... Tell us if we're wrong. Um, or if you have a book that we leave off our list, tell us. Okay, so I actually have this listed wrong on the thing. Leah, let's start with the um, opposites attract. Okay. Uh, since we started there first with the um, characteristics. Okay, sounds good. So, opposite. Are we going attract. back and forth? How do you want to do that? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Okay. Or interrupt each other. I don't care. Um, so again, these are going to be people that are very different. Very different, and these are some of the best opposite attract books um, that we've read. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. So not in any particular order, just books that I have enjoyed. Number one is Running Mate by Katie Ashley. It's book one in her Running Mate series. It is Barrett and Addison. Barrett is a playboy who he's smart, intelligent, but he just kind of doesn't take a lot of things seriously. And then Addison is this intense, nerdy but in a good way person who they get thrown together in a fake relationship 
she is very put together and has goals and Barrett just kind of is going through life as a rich ass at times. Okay. Um, so I actually have a couple that are pretty much the same. Uh, nerd hashtag number one series from Cambria Herbert, uh, the deal by L Kennedy. And I'm trying to think these are all jock, uh, studious students. Mm. Um, both of them, uh, both the heroes are like, you know, the jock and the heroines are the nerdy, um, good girls. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, forced together because of tutoring, both of them with tutoring. So the opposites attract in that situation are, it is more roles. Their roles yeah. within campus and in life are just different. Um, another great example of that is Wild by Sawyer Bennett. He is the jock. She owns the bookstore. He's the best book boyfriend ever. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. Who do you got? Um, next, I have West by Vanessa Vale. Um, so West is a billionaire rancher. And Rory is a city lawyer who comes to his ranch for reasons. I can't think of reasons right now, but he is insanely attracted to her, but he's thinking, how is this city girl who wears shorts, like tight pencil skirts and stilettos going to survive being on the ranch? And he makes it happen because he is a dirty boy in all the best ways. Um, okay. So I think, I don't know. I have too many. Um, that's why I only wrote down five, the chase. So I have decided that our friend Annika Flynn writes way too many, uh, opposites attract against the boards, which is book three in her bulldog series and the chase, which is book four, I would classify as both opposites attract. This is one where one in in, against the board, she is the extrovert, the dominating. She almost is an alpha hole. Mm -hmm. She's kind of an asshole though. (laughs) She's an alpha. I mean, she's an alpha hole. Her hero, Benny is. is so laid back and nice, but top of his hockey game. And then we have the chase, which, um, is TJ and Maxine Max. mm-hmm. and she is quiet and shy and he is the life of the party. Yes. He's not quiet. And, and they shy. are very different and they have to maneuvering their differences in their roles play a big part in both their, those two books. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Um, Mine to keep by Kennedy L. Mitchell. So Charlie is this, extroverted playboy-esque computer guy with the FBI. And Ryan, who also works with the FBI, is she was hurt in a past relationship. So she's pretty introverted, pretty shy, like doesn't, (coughs) excuse me, is afraid to like take charge of her life in a way. But Charlie brings out like her her need and want to take charge. Like he brings out, he brings her away from the shy and he, but she also like settles him in a way. 
Um, so I have Single Shot by Pippa Green. This is book two in their Minnesota Raiders. Um, she is a journalist who is very closed off, very cold, and he is the good guy, everyone's friend in that series. They are forced together because she has to follow him to do a feature story on him. And so it's, you know, forced work, you know, close proximity and, um, but also opposites attract. And that, that's a great example of power dynamic between, Mm -hmm. you know, the push and the pull and how it balances out. Do you got another one? Um, Running from a Rock Star by Jamie Albright. So the heroine is this shy Sunday school teacher who's a virgin. And the hero is a rock star who, I mean, he's a rock star. He drinks, he does, did drugs for a while. Like he slept around. And so he lives, lived his life as a rock star and she was the antithesis of that but they meet in vegas and they she says she'll never sleep with anybody except her husband and so they get married that's so funny Mm -hmm. um it's a really funny story so one night with the billionaire by lane hart she is so this is slightly almost class difference but Mm -hmm. they're just really opposite she is very much the pessimist and like no good can come out of anything, a little angry, working her jobs, doing the best she can. And he is the billionaire that has a dating app and he's come to find out she got um, set up on the, tra- the dating app and was um, had a bad date experience and the guys are using the dating app for to troll girls and to get girl and it, it, there is an underlying like um you find out that these guys are using it to uh use date rape drugs on girls mm. and he has to so she's like really angry at him and he has to you know maneuver like his attraction to her but also doing the right thing and protecting his brand it's just they're very much in two different worlds very opposite in how they approach things she just wants him to shut everything down Like, Mm -hmm. be done. And he wants to be like, well, let's look into it. Let's, you know, move a little more cautiously. Again, he's, you know, dealing with shareholders. and She wants nothing to do with it. That's a really good series. And book one and two are out in it right now. It's a group of guy friends that are all billionaires. Mm -hmm. It's it's really fun. Highly recommend it. Um, Okay. Do you have any others? Um, Angel by Janie Crouch. This is Jordan and Gabe's story. So Jordan is an ex-con. There are extenuating circumstances and it, it makes sense. And then Gabe is a CIA, CIA analyst office. I don't know. I can't remember. He works for the CIA. And so, but they have this attraction. And so she moves home to her small town where she is kind of hated. And again, she's just gotten out of prison and he is a black and white dabbles in the gray and she's trying to to bring her like come back and like create a new life for her in this town where everybody hates her and it, but i mean you have the ex-con and the law 
Um, okay, so my last one is Cruel Money by K.A. Lindy. This is a whole series. And it is, he is a billionaire Upper East Side. She is a small town North Carolina girl. They both, the opposites for them are more in how they see the world and function within society. He is the upper crust and she is trying to break through. And they're the, they're opposites. The difference in them create the angst in the story. Um, and it's more than just wrong side of the tracks and class difference. Mm-hmm. Like there, this is a high angst series. If you liked the TV show Gossip Girls, I highly recommend it because it plays right into that Gossip Girl vibe. Um, but there's, it's just he, because of where he is in society and his life, he doesn't think what his friends are doing is as harmful where she's like, yeah, it's harmful and it's mean. And so the accountability comes into issue and it really just shows two very different opposites approach to the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. On did you have any others you absolutely want to talk about in opposite? No, I only made five. I did lists of five because okay. I knew that if I was granted like free reign, then I would just go hog wild. Okay, so I limited myself. Let's go to the, the alpha hole. Okay, the alpha hole. So my first alpha hole is from until November from Aurora Rose Reynolds. So if you have read her until series, like, you know, her heroes are over the top, possessive alphas who touch her and die type people, but they, they're kind of jerks to a lot of people, basically everybody in their lives, except for their family and their heroines. Like they have a soft spot for their heroines and they have a soft spot for their family, but everybody around them, like they want a piece of them because they're the Mason family. But at the same time, like people don't always like them. So that whole series has some intense alpha holes. Um, so I will meet your series. Will you? With the Midnight Dynasty world that oh, Sky Warren yes. has. That is a series full of hero alpha holes. And, and then um, some. And so some of the books you're going to see are Dangerous Temptation, which is by Gianna Darling, uh, Beast of Bishop Landing by Amelia Wilde. That also borderlines Alpha Hole Grump, mm-hmm. um, Stroke of Midnight by Kay Webster, and... Um, oh. Well, in those, like, that whole series, like, they all border the asshole, but they have enough, like sensitive qualities when it comes to their heroines and like their families that that's why they're labeled the alpha hole um they're all very very well done so Mm -hmm. highly recommend if you like a hard to love hero because those are absolutely hard to love heroes Mm -hmm. okay what's next sometimes the heroines are hard to love in those books too though this is true (laughs) it is an equal opportunity hard to love Okay, so the next one I have is Give Me a Reason by A.L. Jackson. This is Trent and Eden's story. So Trent, he he's just kind of a jerk to everybody around him. He is 
good with his son. He is good with his brothers. But honestly, like the first time, like he meets Eden, he's like, you are not like, don't come in here. Like you're not this type of person. He is just rude to her. He's just, he's rude and blunt. And that is how he is with pretty much everybody. Like he treats people at face value. He is who he is and he doesn't give a shit what people think about him because he is living his life the way he wants but then as the story progresses like you see those soft spots with Eden and how he treats her in the soft spots with his son and so he does have those sensitive tendencies with certain people but nobody else but <laughs> she writes a pretty good alpha hole um okay so next up a Lie for a Lie by Helena Hunting. It's not book one in her All In series. This is the story of Rook and Lainey. And Rook is just an app. He is an alpha hole. He does show Lainey some sweetness and kindness. It is a secret baby. It, it, it kind of runs the gamut a little bit. But he is so over the top and so big in his... I am the man feelings that mm-hmm. it takes a lot for him to redeem himself. He does do it, which is why he doesn't just automatically get the asshole label. Um, but he, he is absolutely an alpha hole and it, and it's not, he, this is one that often labeled like grumpy sunshine. It's not, it's not. it is not from what he, I, I haven't read that one, but from what everyone says, like he's not grumpy. Like he's just a jerk. He's just kind of a jerk and an asshole. And he hits so many of the boxes of the alpha, the take charge, the perfectionist, (laughs) this undercurrent of anger, the authority. Um, He just, he hits all those boxes. So anyway, what you got next? Okay, so I'm going to take that one and raise you a series. So Alex Wolf and Sloan Howell, have their cocky shoot cocky suits Chicago series. It is a group of lawyers who are kind of dickheads. Like they are cocky. They are over the top. They have some underlying anger issues. They, this series as a whole, like check all the boxes, but they, when they are with their heroines, you get, you, you feel the fact that they really care for these people. It does not always go smooth. They are dicks. They are sometimes mean at the beginning, but they always come to this understanding that this person makes them better. And it allows them to almost create more of a perfectionist in authority and it it takes away that undercurrent of anger but it does not change the the underlying aspects of their relationships like they're still dominant alpha holes at the end of the story but they have they're fuller their lives are fuller with their heroines then i will give you a series also and it's actually it's a trilogy but then there's the two other family members get books. The Filthy Rich Americans by Nikki Sloan. Mm. It, the whole family. All the men in that 
series are just alpha holes. They do show kindness to their heroines, which is how mm-hmm. they are not completely just assholes. But like the first book, it takes three books to get to that point. Yeah. Um, but that is an excellent example of an alpha hole. Alpha hole. Honestly, family. like I like a book where I think the hero is such an asshole until like the last moment. And then it's like something happens. You're like, Ooh, there's the soft spot I've been waiting for. Okay. What do you got next? Okay. Um, next I have the billionaire's promise by Ivy lane. This is Vance and Maggie's story. So Vance is a cocky playboy who just kind of lives his life the way he wants and he shits basically on everybody around him and maggie is his assistant and pretty much just puts up with his shit and lets him do this and act like this but he has some underlying issues that create this personality not personality defect but like this almost abstract personality of his own. And then some things happen and you like the softness really comes out in him, but for a good chunk of the book, like you don't know if you're going to like him at the end. Um, so another awful, but could also be opposites attract is dirty beast rev by Jacinda Wilder. That's, a, that's a he one. is so clear <clears throat> in his, we are not going to be together. We are not a thing. Um, I'm attracted to you, but forget it. I'm damaged goods. Just keep your distance. And she is, she pursues him and, you know, she. She she pursues him hard. And she's just kind of like, yeah, I get who you are. Um, Okay. Do you have another one? No, I'm good. Oh, no, I do have one more. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong list. So my last one is actually a sci-fi romance by Anna Hackett. It's called Overlord. It is um, the first book in her Galactic Kings. No, I don't ignore that. I don't know the series name. But so this is Mallory and Rain, I think is how you pronounce his name. But he, I mean, he's an alien. So he has those tendencies but he is the um, like he is in charge of his entire planet and so he has that authority has that dominant personality he is cocky he is in that role of leadership but he is also very closed off to relationships and closed off to the positives of life and then Mallory the human shows up and and things change and he he still has those dominant like harshness after like they meet and mate but he is he's still like very broody and in charge except when she is around and like when she's there um okay so last one for the alpha hole is i will give renna morgan she has two different alpha holes uh hers to tame which is book two in the nola knight series and Rough and Tumble, which is book one in her Men of Haven. They're oh, just yeah, jerks. Jesus. They're just jerks. But they're alpha holes because they do show kindness to their heroines and they're fierce they and protective. So Yeah. Um, so there are those. Okay. On to Grumpy Sunshine. We will let you know if he is the grump or if she is the grump when we mm-hmm. give you these book recs. So go first, Leah. Who you got? Okay. <laughs> 
First, I have um, No Perfect Hero by Nicole Snell. This is Warren and Haley. Warren is 100% the grump and Haley is the sunshine. Um, so Warren is, he's just closed off. Like he does not want, he does not want to be with Haley. He does not want her like happiness in his life. He wants to just live his life and do his thing and be like fester in his, like in his life of loneliness. And he doesn't want bugged, but she has a niece also who is part of this sunshine and you just can't help, but love it. And they bring out that goodness in him. He's still grumpy by the end of the book because he is this like broody guy, but he he's not as like closed off with everything. Um, so for my first one, I'm going to go with The Bear Lady, Scorned Woman Society Book One by P- Piper Sheldon. This is a My Fair Lady retelling, and she is the grump. She like sees crap in the world and (coughs) she is a stripper a sex worker and he is a professor and um the challenge you know to kind of make her pleasant society and she is hard to get through but she has reasons you know her father not is an alcoholic and you know spends her money and so she's she's got her reasons she's had a lot put down on her so Mm -hmm. She has a reason for her grumpy and he's slightly op- optimistic. He sees the good and he thinks that she can rise above what she is and where she's at. And it's, it's fun. I really highly suggest it. Okay. What you got? Next? Well, and it's my fair lady. So right, right. there. Okay. Got? So next I have by a thread by Lucy score. Um, this is oh, crap. I forgot, forgot it's a standalone. For a second. It is a standalone. (laughs) Um, Dominic and Allie. So Allie is this sweet, strong person. And Dom comes across sometimes as an arrogant, egotistical jerk. But he is not, he doesn't have those asshole tendencies. I mean, kind of does with Allie, but nobody else. But he is just, his life has basically imploded around him. And like his reality is not like what he wants it to be but he he's just so negative about everything in his life and then Allie shows up and throws him for a loop um my next one is wrapped in ink montgomery ink boulder number one by carrie and ryan um she he is grouchy he hates the world he doesn't he's an author and he just doesn't see great in much of anything. He's kind of shut mm. off. He doesn't like people. He's not a people person. She, even though she has chronic illness, is positive and forthright and moving forward. And there are small little things that you see his kindness. She gets sick because of her chronic illness. He sits with her. He sits with her in the hospital while she recovers. Um, they actually meet when they're in the hospital. <laughs> um, so it's it's a very sweet but super spicy relationship. And it really showcases just that, you know, circumstances in life make you grumpy, but for the right person, you'll shine. 
Mm-hmm. So, okay. What do you got next? Okay. Next I have my true love by Melissa Foster. This is Grant and Jules's story. And if you have read this story, Grant is the epitome of a grump. He is festering in his negativity. He has become an amputee because of some, because of his last tour of duty. And he wants the world to leave him alone. And Jules is this positive ray of sunshine. And that is really the only way to describe her. She looks at the positive in every aspect of life. She finds the good in everything. Like Grant just is hiding out and not wanting to live his life. And he wants people to leave him alone, but she doesn't let him do that. Like she makes little gestures for him. And if you haven't read the book, you just need to read it to see what those gestures are. Cause they're really profound and meaningful and they mean something to him. He just, he doesn't want them to. So he gets real mad about it, but she doesn't stop because she knows like if I just keep giving this positivity to him, he will see that and fall in love with me. Um, for me, the next up is My Darling Neighbor by Swati MH. I've been talking about this book nonstop since I read it back in May. You have. Um, it's delightful. He is the grouchy neighbor. Um, they have a very awkward meet cute. She has their neighbors, but her apartment had some water damage and so she he had listed his apartment available for rent like on a you know uh message you know, board well what's the place that you can rent houses and stuff from like craigslist no sweet jesus i don't the, know a um, real estate thing like a yeah like a community um, blotter like a bed and breakfast but not bed and breakfast and i can't think of the name of the company Holy crap. Um, Airbnb? Airbnb. There we go. Shut up. Uh, so Air, he's Airbnb'd his apartment for the weekend because he's to be uptown. I knew we'd get there eventually. But he comes home early <coughs> and crawls into bed with her. Okay. When she's renting. And he like screams at her like, Bleh! you know, it's, he's fierce. But she, but she paid him money. Right, but he didn't realize, because in his coming home, he didn't realize. Oh, he forgot. He forgot. So anyway, it was, um, but she, like, is looking out into the universe and seeing the happy and the positive, even though she has some of her own grief and her own problems, and you start to see some kindness. He cre- he finds, she has OCD, and mm-hmm. instead of questioning her about it, he just subtly, you know, helps her through her moments. So she'd have things in threes or she has to count. And instead of saying, like, why do you count? He just lets her count or mm-hmm. he gives her the three glasses of water. Um, it's just really profound and really well done. So I really like that book. Okay, well, she got. Okay, so next I have Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey. So this is Leo. No, Tessa. Stella and Aiden, sorry, all my notes were looking all the same, um, but Stella is the grump in this epi- in this book. Um, Aiden is the sunshine and Aiden is over almost over the top sunshine because he has vowed to see all the positive in life and like everybody should 
have these positives around her. Now, Stella has been kicked and kicked and kicked by life. And so she has just kind of hit this point where she, she, nothing good is in her life. And then she meets Aiden and she's like, this guy is way too happy all the time. But it was a really good take on that, that opposite direction. Cause you don't often see, you are seeing them more often, but you don't often see the heroine as the grumpy, like main. And I thought it was a really well done change. Yeah. Okay. So my next one is the holdout by Mickey Miller. This is book two in his Brewer brothers series. And the hero is the grumpiest of grumps and she is his assistant for the summer and he hates her and she just keeps being nice to her or he keeps, she keeps being nice to him and he he isn't quite sure how to be nice back. And she calls him on it. She's like, dude, but he has a reason. He has a very valid, valid reason for why he is as angry and as closed off as he is. Um, Okay, one more do fast because then we got business to take care of. Okay, last one is Athica Lane by Bryn Asher, Cam, and Paige's story. Cam has been shit on by life multiple times and he has a soft spot for his kids. And then he doesn't really have that for a lot of people. He's very set in the fact that like his kids are the most important thing and everybody else can fuck off. But then he meets Paige and she is, she's positive. She's energetic. She's a free spirit, not free spirit, but she, she is creating a life of her own and like in leading, like leading it the way that she wants to. And they, they butt heads quite a bit, but then he sees that this positivity is not like who she is. And some of the things that he thought about her were not quite true. And he sees her with his kids and it brings out this whole new aspect to their lives. But he is super grumpy for most of the book. And I, it's delightful. So my last one is Unlikely Date by Samantha Christie. This is book one in her Callaway Brothers series. Okay, so this is a little different. It's a grump grump. They're both incredibly grumpy. They Mm. both, but together they're sunshine and her little girl is complete sunshine in this book. And it just shows you that even when you think somebody has their life together and things are all lovely and great, Sometimes it isn't it the case. Um, just because you have a successful business and a big house and a fancy car does not mean that everything is perfect and wonderful for you. So that is my last of the Grumpy Sunshine. You can find a full list of books on our website. We are now going to share with you our exclusive clip from Blind Date with a Book Boyfriend by Lucy Eden. This was provided to us in partnership from Lyric Audiobooks. I've never met a guy who reads romance novels. Well, I'm honored to be your first. He grinned. Excuse me? I glared at him. His smile dropped. No. He stammered. I didn't mean that the way it came out. I'm sorry. I was trying to be charming, not creepy. He reached up to tousle his messy, dark brown hair, and his face flushed. Hi. A female voice called between us. We looked over to see one of the store's employees. She glared at the book whisperer before she turned to address me. 
Can I help you find something? She gave me the pointed look that every woman knows is code for, is this asshole bothering you? Because I have a bat and a shovel. I smiled at Mr. Princess Trap, who somehow looked more embarrassed than he did before my would-be rescuer showed up. No, I'm fine, thanks. I smiled at her. She turned to him. Can I help you find something? No, I'm good, thank you. She walked towards the front of the store, straightening a stack of books on her way. Okay, that was awkward. His hand moved to the back of his neck, and some of the color in his cheeks started to recede. What was awkward? Being asked if you needed help in a bookstore, or making virginity jokes with a stranger? I raised an eyebrow. Um, both, but probably the second one way more than the first. I tucked my lips between my teeth to stifle a chuckle. He saw my reaction and smiled again. So, tell me about your first time, I said with a smirk. His smile faltered, and his shocked expression made me laugh again, <laughs> reading a romance novel. He narrowed his eyes at me, and his lips curled into a smile. That's not fair. You get to make half-baked virginity jokes, and I don't? I don't make the rules, I shrugged. Well, my buddy's marriage was in trouble. He sighed, and I felt my heart tug. So a bunch of us guys started reading romance novels to help him win his wife back. That was incredibly sweet, and somehow vaguely familiar, but I didn't know why. He's a famous baseball player, and he was away all the time. Are you Kaiser so saying me? What? No. He smiled. Really? Because that's definitely the plot of the Bromance Book Club. I pointed to the Lisa K. Adams book on the shelf next to him. Fine. He raised his hands in surrender. My older sister was obsessed with romance novels. So one day, I think she was 16 and I was about 12, I asked her what she was reading, and she threw a shoe at me and told me to mind my own business. And naturally, I was curious. So, when she went out with her friends that night, I snuck in her room and grabbed one. His face spread in a nostalgic grin. I finished the whole thing in one night. I didn't sleep. Then I found out there were three more in the series, and I spent the weekend reading those. Then I spent the next two years sneaking romance novels out of her bedroom until she caught me. Then we started reading them together. That sounds adorable, and not at all like the plot of a romance novel. It's true, I promise. He traced an X with his finger over the chest of his black t-shirt. I'm Mike, by the way. He smiled at me with his eyebrows raised, waiting for a response. Jordan, I responded. Well, Jordan, you know all about my family. You've discovered one of my deepest, darkest secrets. Plus, you've seen my embarrassed face. And I know almost nothing about you besides the fact that you also read romance novels, and you must have the same odd sense of humor as I do, or you would have walked away by now. He smiled again, and I snorted a laugh. I began to weigh my options. I was in a strange city for a few days preparing for one of the most nerve-wracking experiences of my adult life. Maybe I could give in to Mike's terrible flirting. The plan was to buy a few books to take my mind off of the interview, 
but spending the last 20 minutes with a real live romance hero was doing the trick. What was the danger in a little harmless conversation? What do you want to know? I asked. Do you come here often? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I chuckled. You are really bad at flirting. Whoa, slow down, Jordan. Flirting? Really? You're coming on a little strong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that was... sounds so funny. Like, I cannot wait to read this book. Yeah, he, um, so that was what we called duet narration. Mm -hmm. um, and the narrators for that were Wesley Sabin and Oscar Siobhan. Riaz. It's Saban. Siobhan. Siobhan. No, the Listen. B, you don't, the B is a V. Okay. Wesley Siobhan and Oscar Reyes. Okay. Anyway, why you gave me hard names? I don't even know. Um, this audiobook was released on September the 6th, 2022, and is available wherever you get audiobooks. Um, I love that she calls him out on his bad flirting, and he tried <laughs> to pawn off himself as the <laughs> bromance book club. I love that she, but she's like, are you size or cozy to me? <laughs> so funny. That so is funny. really, that's so funny. Like this, that I just, I can't wait to, it's on my Kindle. It is on mine too. But I definitely so, have to read it. So again, now. this is Blind Date with a Book by Lucy Eden. Um, the book itself is available in Kindle Unlimited, but the lyr uh, lyric audio provided us with the sampling of the audiobook. So check that out to wherever you get your audiobooks. Um, we have a new merch shop. We do have a new merch shop. Um, and you can find our exclusive I Licked Him First Book Boyfriend t-shirt over there and a variety of other sweatshirts, mugs, t-shirts, and bags. Um, it is linked in our website, but you can also search us over on Teespring. Yes, and we are constantly adding new things. I actually have a couple new designs that I was working on that I need to show Becky before I put them up there. But that is Fighting. yeah. We added a new sweatshirt that has a little B up on the uh, lapel. Does a sweatshirt have a lapel? I don't know. On the corner is a B, and on the back has buzzing about romance really big. Okay. So, I don't know what else would you call it. I don't know, but it's not a lapel. La lapel like folds out and is like is it? part of a sh yes. Are you a fashionista? No, but when you grab lapels, like you have to like you're grabbing like But there's not a pocket, so it's not the pocket. <laughs> it's not a pocket. I don't know what that would be called, but it's I not like a pockets. lapel. I do anyway. especially when they're in a dress. Every dress yeah. should have pockets. It's that it's time. It's that time for book book of of the Week. Week. Okay, what was your book of the week? I know you're going down another rabbit hole. This is a shock for no one. Last time it was <laughs> Kaylee Ryan. This time it is Carrie Elks. I read A Better Man by Carrie Elks. This is book three in her Heartbreak Brothers series. There's a five book series about four brothers and their sister in the small town of Hartston Creek. Their last name is Hartston. And they're the Heartbreak Brothers. Like, it's just, anyway, it's so perfect. Uh, this was a Faded to Love Friends with Benefits surprise pregnancy romance. They meet because of Hester the chicken. Is Hester a real chicken? Hester is a real chicken. 
that gets herself out of the chicken coop and runs out into the road. And the heroine chases the chicken out to the road and the hero has to stop his car. So, and then the chicken pecks at him and scratches them all up. I do like a runaway chicken. It's a good, she is a good chicken. Harriet and Hester the chicken, they play a big part in this story. They're the floofs in charge. They're the floofs in charge. So what's your book of the week, Leah? Okay, my book of the week um, is actually Wild Wicked Obsession by Layla Frost. It's book four in her Hyde series. It is Joss and Lars. There's a little bit of stalking. Lars is over the top alpha, but they kind of stalk each other. So it's a mutual stalking, but it's really good. And then also I've went down an audiobook rabbit hole because I've been, I've had to do some house stuff. So I'm like, oh, I can reread some of my books with my ears. And so that's what I've been doing. And I have discovered that not all narrators are like the others. Well, it's interesting because you got challenged the two different audiobook narration episodes that we did. They kind of challenged you to give them a listen. Uh-huh. And which I I get it. It's one of those things I have discovered like I've said before, like it needs to be a book I've previously read because if I am busy doing something, I'm not fully engaged in what's going on in my ears. And so I definitely like I've only listened to books that I've read previously and some of them have been excellent well i love the book i haven't loved loved the narration that is fair but it's okay okay so patreon update we would like to welcome patreon member new patreon members mindy sue and barbara Mm -hmm. we are grateful for all of our patreon supporters nikki carrie demi mindy and heather are actually all on the cusp of celebrating two years with us on patreon in october That's kind of crazy. Right? Uh, We recently (coughs) updated our Patreon perks, and some perks now include monthly swag packs, bonus content like Should I Read It and Buzzing After Dark. Drunk Book Club is still there. Uh, There are merch discounts, quarterly reading journals, another round episodes, Coffee of the Month Club, and the bi-monthly author roundtables. And we actually, though, are going to do three in a row just to kind of kick it off and to see how Mm -hmm. they work. So who are we talking to in October? So October, we are hosting the next roundtable discussion. And the first one of October will feature author Jay Salmon. So Julie's roundtable will take place on um, October 12th. I almost said August. That's why I paused real weird there. Um, details can be found at bookcasepatreon.com backslash bookcase and coffee. And we are super excited to hang out with Julie for the night. Yeah, we're hoping to get some tea on our new series that she's supposed to be launching in December. Oh, I'm sure we'll get the tea because we apparently have, like, authors seem to feel good spilling tea to us. To us, yeah. Um, you can join the community while helping to support the podcast by joining us over on Patreon. We really would like to hit our goal of 40 Patreons by the end of the year. You can find details at patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee. Yes. And one of the best parts of Patreon is Drunk Drunk Book Club. Club. Mm -hmm. And October's Drunk Book Club is going to author, feature author, Juliet Cross. And we voted on reading Wolf Gone Wild, which is book one of her, one of her paranormal series. So I am super excited about this author. 
because I do love a good paranormal, but also she's written a couple of my favorite books this year. Because we must oh. talk about sex nachos. Hey, See, I was going to bring them time. up. I, I was not it. going to bring them up. I, I almost it. did. And then I was like, I'm going to refrain. But thank you for doing it because the sex nachos questions have to be asked. So next time I am going to be joined by Jenny and we are building the ultimate romance book rock band. Uh, we'll be sharing wrecks of some of our favorite rock star trope romances and build a band for the ages. So we will have a lead singer, a lead guitar player or backup guitar player. We will have a drummer, and a bass player, and then some auxiliary people along with it. And we promise uh, the rules are we can only repeat two members from the same band and we can only use an author three times in the entire setup. So... Um, and we'll be providing two into each position. Oh, so two lead singers, two bassists from me. So you're two making leads. four bands. So we're making four bands. That's going to be a long episode. It won't. It won't. It's just me and it's just me and Jenny. It'll be fine. Um, had there been more yeah. of us, we would have provided you with famous more. last words. Anyway, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for making buzzing about romance. Awesome. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 